Welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio, the one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. All right, welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. At the time of this recording, it's what, like middle of February, just a little bit past the middle of February. And I want to take a moment before I introduce my guest and say thank you to all of you. As you probably know, on some recent episodes, I've encouraged you guys to reach out to me. And some of that reach out has been because I've offered you guys some books, as well as taking a look at our marketing dashboard and some other materials that I have. And I definitely encourage you to keep doing that. You can just drop me a note on LinkedIn when you hear me do that. But what I really also want to say thank you about is so many of you have dropped me notes saying that you've either recently discovered the podcast or have been a loyal listener and how much value you get from it. And it really means a lot to me uh, because every week, as you know, I work on the podcast. I find guests uh, like our guest today and we spend a little bit of prep time coming up with our theme or topic that we might talk about and produce this podcast for you. And I give a lot of thought into how to make it impactful and meaningful. And so when you guys take the time to send me a note and say, Dave, the podcast is helping, or I love this episode, it really means the world to me. So thank you for doing that. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. And now without further ado, let's let's jump into today's episode. Um, let me tell you how we got here. So Chelsea and I met through Daryl Alfonso, and hopefully you guys have listened to that episode that he and I did just fairly recently, a few episodes back. Uh, he's over at the at Amazon on the AWS team there. So highly encourage you to do that. And, and Daryl is a Marketo champion, and so is Chelsea. But if you caught the title of the podcast, which uh, in my head right now, even though I haven't wrote the words, is a story about a barista who has become a badass Marketo champion. And the reason I thought we would focus on that topic is there's a lot of similarities in terms of our career journeys between Chelsea and myself. And it seemed to make great sense to highlight for you guys how Chelsea's career has just been moving along at such a rapid pace and great growth because of her passion for Marketo and marketing technology. So without further ado, we'll jump in. But Chelsea, Kiko, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to talk today. And I really like the title. I mean, any day you want to call me a badass, you know, I'm cool with that. You are a badass. From from barista to badass. Uh, I, I, I set up that, you know, we had a lot in common. And, and the thing that really jumps out at me is that you fell in love with a platform. You really saw the opportunity to use Marketo to have an impact on the organizations that you work at, but it's also had a profound impact on you and your career. But let's go all the way back. You were a barista at Starbucks. I mean, that, that, was, that was your job. You were there for like seven years, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was there quite a long time. And, and what's, I don't know if you ever watch uh, Peter McKinnon on YouTube. Is that a YouTuber you ever, ever check out? Yeah, actually, I do. Really? Wow. All right. We have more in common than I realized. I, I think Peter is incredibly talented. I've learned so much about video editing and, and shooting video from him. And as you probably know, like he loves coffee. Like he really, really loves coffee. And, you know, when you go to Starbucks, I didn't go this morning, came straight to the office, but I, I normally pit stop a couple of days a week at Starbucks. 
And why do we do that? I mean, there's, there's a couple of reasons why it's like our, our third location in our lives, right? We have home, we have work and we have Starbucks, but it's also a great place to go get a great cup of coffee. And you know how to make coffee. You were not only a barista, but you became a shift supervisor, right? It doesn't sound like you ever have your heels on the ground. And the reason that I think it's so interesting is that you know how to make a great cup of coffee and then you trained other people and led a team of, of baristas is that when I was, uh, I guess this was like 2006, I was at a conference and Tony Robbins was speaking on stage and he was talking to all the room full of, of uh, mortgage professionals there. And I was there at the conference because I was running marketing for a mortgage software company, Ellie Mae. And so I was just kind of sitting in there on the keynote and Tony did an amazing job. And he said, I want you to all, if you want to start a business ever, write down on a piece of paper a recipe that you have for success and a recipe that other people would value, right? And people value going to Starbucks and having you guys make an incredible cup of coffee. Well, the recipe that I wrote down was how to use marketing automation, Chelsea, right? So I'm about 40 years old at that time. And I'm writing down like, this is something that I know how to do really, really well. And I've been driving revenue and growth at Ellie Mae. And it was that idea that I then ended up leaving my job at Ellie Mae and starting DemandGen in 2007 and built uh, a digital consultancy literally on taking that idea and turning it, uh, turning it into an agency. And so you left Starbucks and started your, um, let's call it professional career uh, at PR Newswire, which later became Cision. And you discovered um, these tools and you have taken your passion for these tools and really helped you uh, accelerate your career. So tell me, tell me how that began, right? How did you discover Marketo and, and what was going on uh, back when, when you were an events assistant and an events digital coordinator that you said like, wow, this is a tool I'm really going to sink my, my teeth into. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. I, I get that question a lot of like, how did I find this tool? So I feel like a lot of us, especially some champions in the space, we didn't really find the tool. The tool kind of found us. Um, so I was interviewing as an events assistant, like you mentioned. I was still working at Starbucks. It was a part-time position. I would do anything to kind of get my foot in the door. Um, and the hiring manager actually asked if I knew anything about Marketo. I had absolutely no idea what it was. So I was just like, no, you know, but I'll do what I can to learn the tool. So they just purchased it when I started. Um, and I was really challenged with just handling the events portion of Marketo. So I went in and started, you know, setting up events, webinars, and I realized that I was really good at it. Um, so I just kind of took it and ran with it from there. So obviously the running with it has worked out so far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just kind of taught myself to figure out what this tool means, how it works. I trained myself um, and, you know, it was really just something that I felt like came natural to me. So I I've decided, you know, I, I didn't really want to do events. It was just what got my foot in the door. So that's where my job and my role kind of transformed to be more of um, a digital coordinator as well. So that was really being the admin of the platform. Why do you think the platform really spoke to you? Like, what is it about your, either your other hobbies or interests that gravitated mm -hmm. you to you know, using a, a SaaS-based application and, and a marketing tool? Any, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think what shocked me about it is I was never a technical person. So obviously, my, my job at Starbucks was very social, but... Then in college, my degree was in public relations. So I wasn't really a technical person. So I think that piece surprised me because I never tried it. And I was like, well, wait, I'm actually 
pretty technical and this all makes sense to me because I like the way things fit together. And I also like to see teams brought together um, in, in some type of fashion. So I felt like Marketo being the sensor eco space for really our MarTech stack really helped me work with other people, collaborate, um, and then, you know, have that technical piece and that technical skill set I didn't know that I had. The, the, the big thing that I want like everybody to take away from this episode as we keep diving in is that it's, it's this, it's that if you know these tools and you master these tools like you, you can accelerate your career and advance your career because you're like a blacksmith. I mean, if we go way back in time and think way before technology, what was really needed in our world, you needed food, you needed shelter, and you needed stuff. And some of that early stuff was like transportation. And some of that transportation was on horseback, right? And you needed horseshoes and you would go get, you know, stuff way before they had plastic, you needed metal. And like the blacksmith in town, I, I think where the name blacksmith came from, right? Like those were the people that you went to even to get swords back in the day and weapons and that type of stuff. And these mm-hmm. are our weapons. Uh, these are our tools that we use to drive growth and drive revenue. And you wrapped your skill set around that. Now for folks listening that are leaders in marketing, marketing operations, CMOs, marketing leadership, right? It's your knowledge of what to do with these tools to drive revenue and how to bring change in your organization. I just think it's such an exciting time to be in business and find these cloud-based applications. And it, it could be Marketo, it could be Workfront, it could be a number of different applications that you could develop a skill and specialization on and, and make an impact. Even project management tools like Workfront, like I, I mentioned. So let's let's continue with your journey because you started... Um, Again, you were there at PR Newswire. You were there a couple years, and you're building your chops on Marketo. What what happened next? How did how the career progression continue for you? Yeah, um, so I you know I mastered it while I was there, and um, we I got certified in Marketo, which of course is kind of like that badge of honor, if you will, of um, really understanding the tool and being an expert. So once I got that, um, recruiters really started reaching out. So I was a little surprised because I was—I didn't realize how marketable um, an MCE was at the time. You know, I didn't know it was such a big certification. So uh, then the B2B side of GE Lighting, which is called Current by GE, uh, they actually recruited me for a Marketo-specific position um, within their marketing department. So I kind of continued my journey over there knowing I wanted to be Marketo specialized and really focus on that tool first before I wanted to grow elsewhere. Um, I thought it was, you know, kind of the best route for me to take um, and take on that position. It's cool. Seven years at Starbucks, your your career progression there from barista to, to supervisor. Then you spend almost three years at, at PR Newswire get a badge of honor, as you said, get build up that skills and expertise, and then get recruited by current now part of GE, for that expertise because you knew a tool and, and had that certification. Uh, so what were some of the things that you were doing there now that you've got this knowledge about the platform and you now have several years' experience in marketing and especially in events? How were you applying the tool, if you remember back at Current, to having an impact on their business? Yeah, I think more when I see the GE side or the Current side, I, of course, grew my skill set in Marketo, and at the time we had Salesforce with our CRM and used some, some other tech pieces too. But what I value most about that experience is I, I learned how to work with people. Um, so I wasn't the sole admin of the instance. I was more of the liaison for the marketing team, if you will. We were seen as kind of like an internal agency within the business. 
So I worked with a lot of internal stakeholders, sales, you know, sales leadership, uh, product managers to really get their goals accomplished and to understand how our team can support them. So I want to say what I liked the most about working there was I, I learned how to work with all these different types of people. Um, definitely made some mistakes while I was there along the way because I, I didn't really understand, as, you know, how everything worked and how the teams cross function, you know, uh, function together. But I think that even though I grew my experience in Marketo specifically, it was how to, you know, talk the talk, understand why the tool is the way it should be, advocate for the tool. Um, that's where my advocacy kind of started as well as of really trying to put Marketo out there to why it really solves some complex business problems. Let's contrast some people. There, there's a lot of companies out there that unfortunately will invest in a marketing automation system and just use it as, a, as I like to say, as a spam cannon, right? For just sending email after email after email. And you certainly know that Marketo is far more capable uh, than, than just sending email campaigns, especially when you talk about um, all the launch point applications that can integrate in it, right? The whole is greater than the sum of the parts. So how have you in your career been discovering the ways in which the platform can be used beyond just email marketing for um, having an impact on the business and aligning with sales? Like how, how did that knowledge Mm -hmm. come to you? Yeah. uh, I really think it's a lot of trial and error. So, I mean, to be completely transparent, when I first started with my Marketo, I thought it was an ESP tool. I'm like, Oh, okay. This, you know, sends out our emails. So I didn't even know, you know, the, what the majority of what people thought the tool was used for um, and really opportunities that it, that it had. So the way that I learned of how it can really be, you know, the center of your MarTech and really your sales tech pieces um, is by understanding how a lot of tools fit together. So when I went to GE, um, there was a really fantastic admin that was already there that knew a lot about Marketo. She just didn't have the time to connect everything together. So Mm -hmm. we realized we're using all these siloed tools and people are reporting somewhere else. They're using different data. Nothing is really seamless and doesn't tell the full story of the business. So, you know, by working really hard to get all those tools together to share our story and to give sales like, hey, this is what you have to show to potential customers of how we can tell the story. Here's what your work is doing with marketing's work and with influence revenue and, and what revenue is coming through. And that was really something that was kind of a big milestone for us there because we didn't have that story and that data to show because we didn't know it all connected together. Then, then something happened next, which was a different path. You hit a fork in the road. You could have gone to the next organization. You could have stayed at the same organization, but you pivoted and you went to the agency side and you joined Heilman Group. And tell me how that came about and, and why you went on the agency side as opposed to continuing to take the recipes that you now know how to make and have an impact uh, and do that for either the company you're at or another company, but you went agency side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, so the agency side was really, a, it was a well-planned path for me because I knew eventually I wanted to go agency. Uh, you know, partnering with agencies and especially with agencies um, who's really an extension of your business team, you know, like like you guys are, um, that really is something that I wanted to learn more about on the inside. So, you know, at Peer Newswire at GE, we both had agency partners and I d- did not know how I would have job- done my role without them. They brought so much insight. They were re- really were just an extension of our team. I didn't even see them as working, you know, outside of our company. So, I think that I wanted to see the inside of it because I wanted to know how to, you know, handle different clients, different business types, different Marketo instances, different tech pieces. I knew that if I wanted to grow my career, I had to learn more than just 
B2B Marketo Salesforce connections. You know what I mean? So I, I knew that I had to grow that aspect. Um, so I eventually was going to go on the agency side so I could um, understand different industries and different types of people to work with to really grow that skill set. Um, so it was a very good decision because I learned more than I think I ever could, um, even just my two years at Heilman Group. Yeah, I've had people on my team kind of the opposite, where they started at DemandGen straight out of college that, that we hired them. This is kind of back going to like 2007, 2008 timeframe, back when I couldn't find Chelsea Kikos. The, you, you didn't exist. There weren't people who knew the tools back then because the tools were just emerging. So we would hire people, um, many different demographics. One of the demographics was people coming straight out of school that had a good technical acumen and we could teach them marketing automation systems. And at some point when they would be at DemandGen for two, three, four, five years, I would have some coaching and mentoring sessions with them and say, you know what, I think you need to go next on the client side but come back, right? Because you're amazing. And I want, I'm not encouraging you to leave the organization, but I think if you understand the mind of the marketer just that much more and you know um, what it's like to have that pressure and responsibility to drive leads or drive revenue, um, then you'll be that much more valuable to our clients. And some of them have done that and, they, and they've come back. They've gone on the client side and, and come back and done exactly that. So kudos to you for going on the agency side so that you could take your recipe books and, and apply them to, to other businesses. And now you've, gone, now you've gone back on the client side. So you're at McGraw-Hill. You are the marketing operations manager. And let me underscore that. You are now the marketing operations manager there, um, five years into your career and have had this career ascension due to your expertise, not just in Marketo now, but learning more MarTech and developing leadership skills, which is what you learned um, at your tenure at, at Starbucks. And then you're taking those leadership skills and, and working with the team there. How's it going at uh, McGraw-Hill? Yeah, it's it's going great. Um, I'm about two months in now, um, but it's it's been really awesome. So I, I heard about McGraw-Hill before, you know, I even applied for the job or I saw the opportunity was there. Um, and I already knew, you know, I saw them win a couple of Revy Awards. I already knew that they had a really innovative approach um, to how they frame their tech stack. So when I, you know, um, I actually had a recruiter reach out for that position as well. But when I saw the position, I was ecstatic because I knew, of, you know, right away that I wanted it. So it's been going really great. Um, you know, the, the team is really awesome. And, and again, we, we have a lot of great partnerships um, within our team. So it just makes me value, you know, that experience a lot more. Yeah. My advice to you as, as someone who's now um, 40 years, I think, in, into my career. Is that right? No, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go with 30. Um, yeah, just 30, always say 30. 30 plus. Is that just like you did at Starbucks, um, dig in someplace for another three to five years at least so that you mm-hmm. can really master your craft at, at a place and grow. I mean, you saw the the progression that you made at your career at Starbucks. And even though that's in, let's say, retail and, and food and beverage, um, there's, there's going to be a tenure that comes from being at a place for a period of time. I did that for nine and a half years when I was at uh, Fairlawn, and which later became Natopia. And just the skills that you learn and the opportunity and just in growing, it's it's really valuable. Um, I think it's really neat to see that that in this five-year um, career ascension that you've had, it's all come from you being recruited. People have recruited you to come there because of this, this level of knowledge that you have around the platform and how vital that knowledge um, is. Let, let's say... Um, Let's say this podcast episode makes its way to Adobe and Adobe's uh, sales team listens to it and, and there's a prospect out there that they're, 
that they're talking to that doesn't have Marketo. And they say, you know what, go listen to this episode with Chelsea Kiko and Dave Lewis and listen to the impact that this tool has had on her career. What do you, what do you think they should be listening for? Because right now they don't, maybe, maybe they don't have a marketing automation system or maybe they have Pardot or HubSpot or a, or a different platform and they're, they're listening to you talk about your fondness of the platform. What, what would you say to them? Yeah, I, I would have a lot to say um, because I feel like there's, there's a lot of opportunity there. So when you're investing in a marketing automation platform, you're not just investing for your business, uh, you're really investing for your people too, because, you know, it's giving your people an opportunity to show, you know, substantial business impact by using a tool and really helping them build their skill set for their career. Honestly, I don't know where I'd be in my career if I didn't find out about Marketo. So the only the other thing too about the company is obviously a lot of people know about their advocacy programs, their customer marketing team. Um, they're an award-winning team that has proven that customers are really first for them. Um, so being part of the Marketo Champion Program, I'm a mug leader. I'm part of Fearless 50. That I would never have that opportunity if I was in another tool or didn't have in a marketing animation platform. So, I mean, I think you can probably interview a lot of champions of how their career has grown, but it's not even just about the experience. But, you know, a lot of people don't want to talk about the compensation part, but even there from entry-level college to where I'm at now, the way that my compensation and just my quality of life has grown is, is just substantial as well. Um, really from just digging into the tool. I'm glad you brought that up. I want to come back to the advice that you'd have for them. But like at Starbucks, I imagine it was minimum wage plus, right? It wasn't like, you know, you're you're barely able to pay bills um, working in an environment like that. And and you brought up this topic of of how your not only career and responsibility has grown, but your your income and compensation. So you're <laughs> you're getting paid as a blacksmith, right? You're getting paid for someone who has a specific level of skills and capabilities with a tool set that is able to have an impact on a business. And that's very valuable Mm -hmm. to a business. So they're, they're hiring a craftsman like, like yourself. Um, you threw out some terms that some people may not be familiar with. So Chelsea's a four time Marketo champion and the Marketo champion doesn't necessarily indicate level of competency with the tool. Although I don't think you can be a champion unless you have great competency, but it's a, it's a badge of honor that is, that is given out by Adobe for people that are just extremely strong advocates within the community, among other things. She also was awarded the fearless 50, which each year 50 people are selected by Adobe for their accomplishments and impact that they're having uh, in the business. She's certified, she's an MCSA certification, which is a very high level of of certification on on the platform. And she was also a 2019 Champion of the Year Revy finalist uh, uh, from Adobe. By the way, we were the 2019 Partner of the Year for Adobe. So it was a good year for both of us. Yeah, that was- Well, congrats, that's a big accomplishment. Um, I'm going to tell you a little piece of uh, factoid that that you probably don't know that you can share with the other. Uh, I, I waited for the podcast. You know, in Marketo <laughs> Sales Insights, those those little flames. Mm-hmm. Guess guess who designed those flames? Yours truly. Did you? I did. That is awesome. Yeah. I did my um, 2018, I think, summit presentation was on MSI. I should have given you a shout out. Wow. And I, I and didn't I, even know that was new. And last night I mentioned to you that last night I had, I had uh, it's, it was monthly poker with the boys and we have like 16 of us that get together. And that was actually how I discovered Marketo back in, I think it was 2008 uh, because oh. you know, a friend of mine, Bobby Carp, was at poker with me and, and he was, I think, employee number seven at Marketo. 
And he said to me, he goes, Dave, what do you do? Like, what, what, what do you do? And I said, I run a digital consultancy. And he goes, yeah, but what's that product that you mentioned? And he go, and I said, uh, you mean Eloqua? And he goes, yeah, Eloqua. And I said, why do you ask? And he goes, because I just took a job at a company and we're building an Eloqua killer. And I'm like, ooh, that sounds intriguing. I, I want to learn more. So he introduced me to Phil yeah. Fernandez and to John Miller. And I met with those guys and, and consulted and advised them on, hey, if I was you and I was bringing this product to market, here's what I would do. So one day Bobby called me and he was working on Marketo Sales Insights and he goes, Dave, I got to talk to you. He's like, I got a code release due this weekend and I'm trying to like implement some of the lead scoring stuff. I, I, you know, I know that you are really into lead scoring and wrote a book on it. Uh, and so what do I do here? And I said, well, you, you've got to use some visual identification for sales. You can't just put a number there. You've got to show a level of interest or engagement using something. He goes, yeah, but what? I go, how about some flames? And he goes, I don't have any flames. And I, and I said, well, I, I can help you there. So I designed them and they're still sitting on my computer because I, I don't throw anything away to this day and, and sent them over the icon files. Yeah. And, and there it is. Anyway, we digress, but um, it's been really cool. And at, at that time, we weren't working very closely with Marketo because most of the people buying it at that time were in the SMB space, really small companies that were getting it. As you know, they've developed a platform to to support some of the largest enterprises in in the world. And when you know Daryl was on here and talked about on the podcast that he has over a thousand Marketo users at Amazon, just shows you how how that product has has evolved. Getting back to you, um, the the mug you mentioned, the Marketo user group. Uh, how did how'd that come about? How'd you decide, like, I want to get involved and, and be a user group leader? Yeah. Uh, and I, well, that's a good question, but I think that out of everything I do for Marketo, I think being a mug leader is my favorite just because you get to share the passion and the mentorship of the tool. And I love when people come and ask questions or, you know, they're new users. So um, it's been a really great journey. But really, there was um, the Cleveland Mug has been around for a while and they had some really awesome leaders and some, you know, had to step down to you know, deal with other things like their full-time job um, and to really handle, you know, everything else that is coming their way or on their plate. So um, they were down a mug leader and, um, you know, it's a lot of work to really run a mug. I mean, you have to think of, it's almost like an event planning type of position because, you know, get speakers, venue, everything like that. Um, So I, I showed interest a little bit because I love to do the mentoring aspect um, so I reached out to the Marketo customer team of just wanting to get involved in general. And they were like, hey, you know, I think you'd be a great mug leader. I already knew the, um, the mug leader that was um, there. His name's Alex Greger. Um, we actually knew each other pretty well. And so I was like, hey, I'm just going to join and I'm going to be a mug leader. And now it's been two years and we have a great, great relationship and um, our mug is thriving. So it's really awesome. Very, very cool. How How often do you guys meet? Right now we do about monthly, um, but we try to switch it up. Sometimes it's just a happy hour and then other times, you know, it's an actual speaker presentation. So um, really just trying to meet the needs of, you know, what everybody's looking for. Yeah. That was also something else that we um, share in common. I don't know as uh, if I've ever mentioned yep. to you, yeah, the, uh, the Ellie McIntosh user group, right? I told you that story. Um, I was mm-hmm. 18 years old and I was a hardcore computer geek at that time. And um, I started a Macintosh user group that grew to 2,000 people, which was crazy. We used to find crazy. these, you know, auditoriums wow. in Los Angeles to hold these conf- uh, hold these events, as you say. And you know, I was 18, 19 years old in front of the room with a you know screen and a crazy shitty projector, and uh, demoing uh, different Windows products and and uh, 
we invited Microsoft, there was a Macintosh user group, we invited Microsoft to come give a presentation of their Macintosh products that they were just bringing to market. And they said, we don't have anyone in the area. And um, as you know, the the program manager said, well, I I know a guy if you're hiring and and the rest is history. And I, you know, graduated college and started working for Microsoft. And it was, you know, I took my passion and turned it into my career. And, And you have done that in a way uh, as as well, what other advice would you give to someone who's maybe just just starting on the path with Marketo? How you know should they work with an agency? Uh, should that company work with an agency? What's the value of that? How do they go and get their learning and training uh, and master these these skills as you have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, there, there's a lot of advice I give. I mean, you know, I like how you mentioned agency. In my opinion, almost all of my learning was from partnerships like that. So. I think agencies are amazing for the foundation to help, you know, whether you're implementing Marketo as a new tool or, you know, you're really just trying to blow up the instance and start over. I think that an agency really helps set the groundwork. Um, I mean, you, you obviously know with your partnerships as well, and agencies like yours, we really value those type of partnerships on our team. Um, so just understanding, you know, really a lot of times they can either bring you strategic aspects of here's how we think you should do this, or if you have that strategic piece on your team, they can help with execution. So I, every company in-house company I've been at, I've had an agency partnership and I think it's tremendous and it's so well worth the investment. Um, and obviously I came from that side too. So I kind of like now that I'm on the client side, um, I understand how agency life is and how it works and how, you know, sometimes we're not your only client. Mm-hmm. So really trying to understand, you know, that, that working relationship. So that's one piece of advice I have is if you do not have the talent or the bandwidth or the partnerships that you think you need to get your investment out of Marketo, you definitely need to to partner with an agency because Marketo is a lot of money. And if you're not using it for its full you know value, then you're really just going to be losing money on it. So I think that's my first kind of big piece of advice. And my last one is just kind of just being a good person. I know it sounds crazy, but um, the nice thing I like about the champion program is there is nobody that is like out to get each other. Um, we're all friends. I don't even feel any kind of like competitiveness, which I think is great. So if you're getting started in the tool, don't feel afraid to reach out on the community, reach out to somebody on LinkedIn who you know is an expert, um, just to get somebody's opinion or some advice. You know, that's the thing I love about this community is that we're all here for each other. So that's my, my other piece of advice is that if you want to get involved, just get involved, you know, throw yourself out there, try to get involved in, in different pieces to learn and just embrace the technology that you have. That's great advice. It is a great community, uh, and the, and there's many different communities. There's communities around almost, you know, all the leading SaaS applications in some way, and 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 I think mm-hmm. those of us that are in marketing and understand how challenging the role of marketing is, and getting more and more challenging every year with the roles, uh, responsibilities, and and technologies, that uh, it's it's great to have a network of folks that you can pick up the phone or drop a note and say, hey, how would you approach this, and what would you what would you do? So I, I, it's great advice. No matter where you are in your career, just find peers and colleagues that you can network with. We have um, me, most of the key contacts that we work with at our clients are leaders in marketing operations, leaders in demand generation, CMOs. And I always make sure at events that we you know, get them together talking to one another. And we have Adobe's conference coming up, the Adobe Summit. And on 
Tuesday night, we're going to have uh, a dinner, and I would love to invite you and, and some of your colleagues to come, because uh, it is yeah. birds of a feather, right? You take some of the best and brightest talent out there and put everybody in a room, and just the energy is, is, is phenomenal. So I will get you details about that, and look, look forward to finally meeting you uh, face-to-face. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yes, likewise. We've done some good work with uh, folks at McGraw-Hill in, in, in the past, and uh, I think I've had some other folks on, on the podcast. So it's a big company, one of the best brands in, in publishing there, no doubt about that. So you're in a great place. In Ohio, which I mentioned to you, is, is uh, the birthplace of the traffic light, if, if memory serves me correct. And there, there's a little yeah. factoid. I didn't for you. even know that. So See? you taught me something. Yeah. Such, such a valuable Ohio. contribution to our world, the traffic light, or at least in the United States. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's talk beyond Marketo, because Marketo is, as you said, a critical tool. It is the hub uh, in many ways for for our infrastructure in marketing. What other tools Mm -hmm. uh, or categories of tools do you find as as the essential ingredients? Let's go back to the, uh, if if Marketo is the coffee, what's the cream and the sweetener and the other things that you got to put together? Yeah, that's... (laughs) I could make a hell of a drink out of technology pieces, that's for sure. Um, Yeah, I would say in regards, of course, it's different for your industry. I mean, you're always going to have different types of tools that you'd like. You know, um, at Highland Group, I was mainly dedicated to healthcare. And healthcare is a totally different beast in itself, just that they don't really have a a traditional CRM. Um, So I would say for your business, if you're in-house, I would try to get the tools that you know are going to lay the foundation of what you need to show, whether that's your story, your data, your ROI on what you're investing in these tools. Um, you know, so obviously having a CRM is huge. Um, you know, the CRM is really kind of the, the other half of what Marketo would be. So just making sure that you have the right things to store the data, to have a source of truth. And then, of course, you have to partner with different teams. You know, across the way, a lot of people just think that a MarTech stack is is only marketing automation type of tools. But really, it's not. You know, you're going to partner with your sales team. You're going to partner with different product teams. You're going to partner with your demand gen digital team. Um, so really just having the right tools that hit at every type of interaction your audience is going to have with you. Um, that's really what it boils down to. There's so many different partners on LaunchPoint. Um, there's a lot of different tools out there that people just rant and rave about. So I always just tell people to do their research. Um, if you're finding a gap in your business, go on LaunchPoint, ask for advice, understand, okay, what is my gap here? And is there a tool that solves that problem for mm-hmm. me? The LaunchPoint community is a great online community, Adobe's community around around Marketo. And, let, and let's make mm-hmm. sure you connect with the folks that are listening who don't know you. Chelsea Kiko, pretty easy to find. I don't know, I don't know another Kiko that I've ever met, K-I-K-O. Um, so, so, so link with Chelsea and make her part of your network. And if you don't have Marketo and you're, you're thinking about it, you know, again, reach out, get some advice um, from, from Chelsea and uh, who, who knows other platforms and, and tools uh, and, and can be there. Of course, reach out to myself. And, you know, I don't think Marketo is the solution for every company, uh, you know, out there because uh, I don't know if every company is ready to go through digital transformation. I don't, I, I'm not taking anything away from the platform. It's that your company has to be ready to digitally transform and, and not use the thing as a spam cannon. And if you're ready to, to take that game to the next level, I mean, would you, would you, what's your perspective on that? Like, how do you, how do you know if your company's ready to invest in technologies like this? 
because I was talking with someone the other day, uh, Lakshmi, she was saying, you know, she's at Exact Sciences and they have like, sometimes, you know, like the cure for cancer, right? They, they've developed clinical technology to detect whether someone has a propensity to respond well to chemotherapy, right? Like incredible mm-hmm. innovation in medical sciences and they don't have any digital marketing systems at all. That's not how they go to market. And she and I connected through the podcast as well and we had a great call and I'm, I'm helping her on her journey and, and build a business case internally for making these investments. And before I can say, hey, listen, go get Marketo, there's a lot more we need to do in terms of advising her leadership on what digital transformation is all about. And that's, and that's what I mean by that. So what are, what are your thoughts in terms of how, wh- when's a company ready to, to, to do these things? You've worked in, in tech and industries that have a natural propensity to, mm-hmm. to do this, but you know, I'm sure in your, in your work, you see that sometimes companies aren't ready. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really happy you brought that up because I think a lot of times people think, you know, being an advocate of, of the tool that, oh, well, you know, we're a very small business where we're really just trying to start with just sending emails. They don't even do that type of strategy. You know, I'm not saying go get Marketo. I mean, Marketo solves a lot of problems. I've seen a lot of business impact, but I, I don't think there's any like true recipe when someone's ready. Um, but I would say data is a huge piece. You know, if you already have some type of data warehouse or ESP service or something that you guys are doing to communicate with customers, is your data ready? I mean, do you have a lot of junk in there? Do you have the right type of people you want to market to? I mean, if you don't even have that stuff yet, Marketo's not going to do that for you right off the bat. You know, of course, you'll do lead gen down the road, but if you don't even have any type of approach to doing that, then why, you know, wait, you probably should wait a, a year, a couple quarters, whatever you think it is to get that in line. Um, I, I really think it's, taking a step back, taking all the teams together and understanding where are we at right now with marketing and our digital technology? Where do we want to be and how are we going to get there? Um, And then really within that path, understanding the right time to purchase an automation platform, um, you know, or who to partner with to help you with that. Yeah. Sometimes baby steps are the right way. And sometimes it's, it's just time to go all in. I've, I've often Mm -hmm. Chelsea um, shared uh, during our all hands meetings as a company, I've taken, We've, we've probably worked with about 500 companies over the past uh, 12 years, thir- almost 13 years. And so what I'll do is for those companies that are public, I will track their um, valuation, their, their stock price over time. And I love, I love to plot like where our logo is when we started working with them and look for, for correlation. And the companies that are investing in, you mentioned Salesforce, have that as their CRM and Marketo. Uh, their valuations are just just you know uh, increasing year after year after year. Some of them double, uh, doubling and, and tripling, and and the reason mm-hmm. I think that these companies are just thriving and accelerating, uh, no doubt they have products and services that are needed in the market, right? You, that that's important, but it's because culturally um, they are making the investment inside from the leadership on down in digitally transforming. Mm-hmm. They are making the investments in the tools to align sales and marketing and drive revenue growth. And so, you know, are you ready for Marketo? The, the, answer, the answer is, is your organization ready to really kind of like, you know, take that business to the next level? If not, you know, I remember back in the 90s when, when people would say, hey, Dave, do you think I need a website? Like I run a little small business and should I have a website? Like who would ask that question today, right? So the answer is always going to be, yes, you need to invest in digital tools 
to drive growth and drive business and, and pick world-class ones like Marketo if that's if you're ready for that and and uh, find find the Chelsea Kikos of the world and the agencies that are going to help you uh, be immediately successful and and drive growth. Good stuff. Yeah, I I like how you mentioned the people aspect because I think sometimes that gets overlooked. You know, you can have all the best tools there are, but if you don't have true experts, I mean, you're not using the full adoption of the tool. Um, I've seen way too many times organizations just won't invest in the right talent and then they wonder why their processes or their strategies aren't working, you know, and it, well, it just only points to one thing. You have to hire the right people. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm really big on that as well. It's not even, you know, when I hire for my team um, or when I'm, I'm hiring for who, somebody I'm leading, you know, I look for a lot of different aspects of that person. It's not always just the technical skills and then all to the platform, but um, really to be in the mobs culture, mobs culture, you have to kind of be, a little bit of a unicorn, if you will. Um, you have to have the right people skills too. So I've really noticed to kind of look at different candidates too on um, their soft skill set as well. But I, I love how you mentioned that because if you don't have an expert really helping you and managing and running with the platform, then you're not going to see the business results you want to see. Yeah. You mentioned uh, about investment and, and that these tools are not inexpensive. Um, I, my, my viewpoint as a CEO and also working with so many companies that if you're, if you're making an investment in Marketo and maybe that's anywhere from, let's say, I'm just going to give a range like 70000 to 200000 I mean, there are people who pay you know, large global enterprises more than that. And there's probably people who you know, pay a little bit less. But let's just say it's in that sweet range. And then you know, you're, you're making an investment in some staff to support it and ideally working with an agency. It's not very much money to have the impact on an organization, right? If you're multi-million dollar or tens of millions or hundreds of millions and you're using these tools, I think they're actually very inexpensive for the impact that they have on the, on the business. But it's gotta be the right, right business. And um, yeah. let, me, uh, let me wrap up and tell you like a, a special, uh, a, you know, proud dad moment uh, and see if, if you and maybe some others listening wanna get involved in this. So um, yeah. I woke up this morning and saw my daughter, Audrey, Audrey Lewis who made a post on LinkedIn because she just took a job at Tanium. And so this is her very first job uh, coming out of college. And so she's, she's Chelsea Kiko, hopefully uh, five years ago, and she's just starting there. And Tanium has an amazing team. Heidi Bullock is their chief marketing officer, and she was part of the marketing team at uh, Marketo and Engageo. So she's going to be working on Heidi's team and Ted Purcell and Josh Frickle are there and Will Griffith. So she's, she's, uh, she's in a great place with a great team and I'm excited for her. So she sent this post about how she's excited to um, join their team. So if you or anyone listening want to, uh, want to really embarrass Audrey, you can drop her a note and, and, uh, and jump in on a comment there. And she'd be like, what did you say, Dad, on your podcast? And uh, it'll be a lot of fun. But I, I, I'm oh, so. I will make sure to do that. <laughs> for sure. Please do. I encourage all of you. Like it'll, it'll make for an interesting uh, weekend when, uh, when she uh, says, "What, what did you say?" But I'm really excited for her, and I'm really inspired by you. I hope she. I'll make sure she uh, listens to this podcast at some point after, after she realizes what was done. But um, great advice you have, great advice. And, and let's do this, Chelsea. Uh, I met you through Daryl, as you know, and Daryl introduced me to another Marketo champion. I'd like your community 
to keep coming on the podcast and talk about different aspects of what they're doing um, and how they're taking this this very powerful tool and driving growth and driving impact in their business. So spread the word of the Marketo user group that that you are involved with. And I can't wait to see you at Summit and meet you finally and, and have dinner with you and a, and a bunch of other very, very talented people. So thank you for coming on the program. Yeah, thank you. And I'll, I'll make sure to spread the word, but you better be careful. Hopefully your schedule can handle everybody. They love to, to be on content pieces. So we'll make sure of it. But I, I appreciate your time today as well. And I'm excited to meet you at Summit too. This has been great. Yeah, thank you. And thanks thanks for your words of, of wisdom. And again, congratulations on a phenomenal first five years of your career. We'll, we'll keep tracking you and see what Chelsea... Uh, contributes to the to the field of marketing. You know, my my vision, my my big hairy audacious goal is complete when uh, marketing is is no longer ever viewed as as an arts and crafts department or a cost center, but really uh, shows the impact and has the impact that they can have. You know, we are digitally transforming. Um, you, you know, in, in this era of how you know the the buyer is in control of buying, not the sales team, and it is in a very very exciting time to work in marketing. And I just I just love it. Get up every day excited to talk with people like you and work with our with our customers. So again, thanks for coming on the program, and thank everybody again for your notes. I'm I've got LinkedIn up right now because I'm staring at Chelsea's picture, and I see just streams of messages from all of you um, who are tuning into the program. So thank you for doing that. Go embarrass Audrey Lewis if you have a moment on LinkedIn and wish her good luck in her career. And we'll catch all of you on the next episode. Take care. You've been listening to Demand Gen Radio, bringing you the top industry experts, thought leaders, authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world to teach you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing. 